0: welcome to another edition of HopeCast. The scripture within the Catholic faith tradition from the Book of Kings, St. Paul's letter to the Romans and the Gospel of Matthew, talked about the meaning of the cross, what does that mean for us as Christians, talked about being attentive to prophetic voices, and it talked about walking with God. As I reflected on those three notions, a couple of things came to mind. The whole notion of the cross. We all carry crosses in our life, and I think that Jesus that calls us wants us not so much to look at the cross as a burden that buries us under, but really as an opportunity, an opportunity to do what he did, to reach out, to welcome others unconditionally without excluding anyone from the table. The second is the notion of being attentive to prophetic voices in our midst. Many people, when they hear the the thought of a prophet, they think of doom and gloom. But in the biblical context, the prophets were always calling us to the truth, reminding us of God's message of love, compassion, and, and forgiveness. When I was very young, I was so taken by Dorothy Day taken by her conversion from Judaism to Catholic Christianity and that she left a life that was out of control and crazy. But she found peace in the gospel of Jesus that motivated her with other prophetic voices to establish the Catholic Workers' Movement, what continues to this day to be an outreach to the most vulnerable in our midst. I thought of Oscar Romero, who was a nerdy, seminary professor who was appointed Archbishop in El Salvador but became a prophetic voice for that country in regards to human rights and social justice and because of his dynamic preaching and reminding the world of the respect and dignity of all God's people and the right of all God's people to be free and respected he was gunned down at the altar he had the audacity to take a risk. And then I fast forward and and thought about someone who impacted my life as a young priest. In 1982, Hope House was two years old. I was only ordained three years. And I went to a diocesan convocation in Pennsylvania of all diocesan priests from Rockville Center. And there was a monsignor there, highly regarded by everyone, who had left his religious community because there were no more members and he was given the option of joining another religious order or becoming a diocesan priest he became a diocesan priest in the diocese of rockville center he came up to me during this convocation because i didn't know anybody and i was very quiet and laid back and said i'm going to teach you how to be social and he did but he did much more than teach me how to be social he's the reason that i went to davis park because he pushed me to to volunteer for that. But more importantly, when he came to the parish of St. Francis, before it was the thing to do, because it was such a large Latino community, he reached out to the Latino community, and he made sure that all Holy Week and all High Holy Days were bilingual. He built up the Spanish community to make them feel a part of the Anglo community. He established social services for the poorest of the poor the rectory became the people's house, and people were in and out of that place all the time, not always to the liking of his fellow priests that lived there. But I watched him do that. And then at the end of his life, I was privileged to take care of him. I slept on the floor as he was dying. And I remember one final conversation. We talked about his ministry, and I told him how grateful I was to have him as someone who helped me to become the man that I was that day. And he told me all that he wanted to do was to simply live the gospel, not just with words, but with action. I never forgot that. On Fourth of July weekend, before Sunday, Sunday's Mass, that Saturday I was up at a family gathering, I'm the patriarch of the family since my parents have gone home to God and I have five brothers and sisters, countless nieces and nephews and grandnieces and nephews. It was my goddaughter's 16th birthday and I arrived after a long, arduous journey to get to New Bedford, Massachusetts. And as I was walking into the backyard, this little five-year-old, who is my nephew, was yelling in a loud voice so everyone could hear, Uncle Francis, Uncle Francis, I love you, I love you, thank you for coming, came up and he gave me a big hug. Little Anthony has Down syndrome. I see him maybe once every other year, never forgets my name, always thanking me for baptizing him. As I sat on the sidelines and I watched that little boy welcome all of my niece's guests to the party, yelling, I love you and welcome, And he did that, and he didn't know any of them. I couldn't help but think the innocence of a Down syndrome child being a prophetic voice to his great uncle of what we're supposed to be about, a radical inclusiveness that Pope Francis speaks to that welcomes everyone, that doesn't judge people because of their sexual orientation, the color of their skin, their marital status, their social status or class in a community. That little boy reminded me the call we all share if we want to walk with God, and that is to love everyone. Love everyone. To my